This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Thursday afternoon, November 16th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. The Chicago area is emerging as a national leader in quantum technology. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, long-term financial success often hinges on certain behavioral traits, but a mere 10% of workers possess them. That's according to a fresh data from Goldman Sachs Asset Management. Joining us on the the Village of Bedford Park business line reminding you to bring your business home is Sherry Greco-Rikus, co-founder of Rappaport Rikus Capital Management in Chicago and author of the book Maximize Your Return on Life. Sherry, thank you for joining us today. And one thing I noticed, Sherry, when running down this list of behavioral traits is that they will help you find success in all facets of life, not just building wealth for your uh, for, for your your home life, for college, and also for saving for your retirement. It can help in many areas. Exactly. I mean, these are traits that you can take into anything. You want me to run through some of them? Well, let's start off with one that I think is really, really important, and that is over-optimism, because I'm sure you have seen this as well, is that I have noticed that people who are overly cynical and maybe overly pessimistic about the future, uh, not only uh, in terms of their own prospects, but of uh, society and in in life in general, uh, tend to build fences around themselves. Yeah, you definitely need to have optimism and you have to have confidence that you're taking the right steps for your retirement. Um, I often find people that are more optimistic, they have more confidence, they have a higher level of engagement, and they're willing to take risks. You have to take risks if you want the returns long term. And we always talk about uh, living in the moment, how important that is. But uh, when it comes to uh, saving and uh, creating some some good wealth habits, you got to have some future orientation as well. You have to think about tomorrow and how living for today will impact three days from now. And it's so important, um, you know, media gratification. We all love that, but you want to look into the future and you want to have a plan. You want to have a financial plan, preferably in your 40s or your 50s, that's a roadmap to achieve your goals. Know how much you can spend and know how much you can save. Um, I have a really good analogy. I play tennis, and there's a woman on my team who's in her upper 70s, and all her friends don't play tennis anymore. And I often say, how come you're still playing tennis? And she said, in my 40s and 50s, I played three times a week. My friends played six, and they can't play anymore. And the same is your goals and spending. Spread it out and look to the future. 
We're talking to Sherry Greco-Rikus, co-founder of Rappaport Rikus Capital Management in Chicago, about some behavioral traits that can build wealth. And the next one is financial literacy, and that can cut both ways. I mean, we talk about financial literacy making you uh, uh, possibly spend money irresponsibly, but it could also make you overly conservative. Exactly. And knowledge is power. And I sometimes say there's a risk of being too risk adverse. You have to, you know, get the right financial information and what I call tune out the noise. There's a lot of people out there saying the markets are going to go up, the markets are going to go down, but you have to do what's right for you. But get that knowledge, understand the markets, understand the history and understand the plan that you have that will be right for you to achieve your goal. Sherry Greco-Rikus, co-founder of Rappaport Rikus Capital Management in Chicago, author of the book Maximize Your Return on Life. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, Chicago makes a huge leap in quantum technology. Because money matters. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Chicago has emerged as a hub for quantum computing technology, solidifying its position with a recent designation by the Commerce Department. Joining us with the details is Mira Raja, Vice President of Deep Technology at P33 in Chicago. Mira, thank you for joining us today. And for our listeners who may have heard the term quantum computing but don't know what it is, uh, can you explain what quantum computing is and how it compares to, let's say, artificial intelligence and the ability to uh, process information faster? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me um, today. Quantum deals with behaviors at very small scales think an atom or an electron. And at these small scales, matters have, matter has very unique properties. You've maybe heard people talk about some of these things like superposition, where things can be, particles can be in two different states at the same time, or entanglement, or particles can talk to each other even if they're really far apart. Um, these properties are really different than what we think about you know, at all of our, what we think about as matter at larger sizes. And for quantum technology, we can harness these properties to do things like build quantum computers that are able to perform calculations faster than today's classical computers are, or build quantum communications networks that'll send secure data, preventing undetectable interception, or quantum sensors that'll vastly improve how we measure, see, and interact the world around us. How did um, how how did Chicago get this designation? I mean, it was recently uh, certified by the Department of Commerce as a quantum technology hub. How did Chicago become a central city for quantum computing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I we're we're so excited about this de- designation. It really sort of signals a lot of the groundwork that's been laid for such a long time and the leadership that um, we can show to make quantum a, a global technology moving forward. Um, so we've had a long history of work in the quantum space. Um, we are home to the Chicago Quantum Exchange, which is based out of the University of Chicago. It's one of the largest quantum collaboratives in the country with just a long history of connecting stakeholders across the quantum ecosystem. These can be anyone from our researchers in our, our multiple universities to our two national labs to our industry and startup partners. Um, and a lot of this work is very academic. It's a new emerging field. We've had a lot of experience and a lot of history of doing that work academically. We're pulling it out into the industry, and we are a really connected ecosystem around it. And so that's one of the things that makes us really special is this intentional ecosystem building. Um, and it not only elevates Illinois as a leader in quantum, but it provides a model for building a collaborative, inclusive, and forward-looking field. 
So this is for for those of us who saw the movie Oppenheimer over the summer. All of this infrastructure that was developed for the man, this knowledge infrastructure that was developed for the Manhattan Project nearly 80 years ago at the University of Chicago and what is now Fermilab continues to generate technological innovation. And it's happening right here in Chicago, whether it's atomic energy in the 40s or quantum computing today. Absolutely. And, and we have, you know, a number of different universities across the region working on this from Northwestern, UIC, University of Illinois and Champaign um, to Chicago State to Illinois Tech. So we just we have a rich academic history. Um, this is based in University of Chicago, but they are Chicago Quantum Exchange really brings together all of this academic prowess um, to be able to build out the quantum of the future. Now, a lot of tech companies have set up shop in Chicago. Uh, Google uh, has a, a headquarters now on the near west side of the city. Uh, having all of this quantum computing infrastructure in place uh, at academic institutions and in national laboratories, uh, does you know how how does that translate into economic impact in in terms of bringing more tech companies to Chicago or inspiring tech companies already here to staff up? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, quantum is an amazing space to do this kind of thing. It is an, it is truly a an emerging field. And if you think about it, it's both emerging and it's growing. So you can imagine the vast potential for even if you just think about jobs, right? Um, there are going to be so there are continues to be so many jobs opening up and will continue to open up the field. Um, and that's a real opportunity to bring jobs into this region. Um, we are very lucky within Illinois that there are a number of folks working tirelessly to ensure that this workforce is built to be inclusive and accessible. And so that means it's not just going to be the traditional sort of scientist pathways into it. Um, it's going to include some industry, as you said, as industry starts to think about how quantum is relevant to what they're doing. But then it's also going to think about alternative pathways into getting into this field so that we can make sure that we really are there is opportunity for all sorts of um, all sorts of communities within within the region. Mira Raja, Vice President, Deep Technology P33 in Chicago, talking about this region's designation as a hub for quantum computing technology. Coming up next, an independent coffee shop in Chicago gets national recognition. Your best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Big Shoulders Coffee, with six locations in Chicago, has been awarded the title of America's Best Independent Coffee Shop. We welcome in Tim Coonan, founder of Big Shoulders Coffee in Chicago. Tim, thank you very much for joining us today. And before we, we begin, uh, I believe I have to say... You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Well, Tim, uh, you, you, you you did it. Not, not necessarily the world's best we cup of coffee, it. but uh, this yes. has got to be uh, just an, a, a tremendous sense of accomplishment uh, for somebody who began doing this more or less as a hobby out of your garage. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's a great accomplishment. Thanks, Rob, for uh, for recognizing that and having, having me on. And, uh, yeah, so we've been doing roasting coffee since uh, – 2012 and like you said started in my garage where i would deliver it by bicycle and people would relieve 10 bucks under their geranium and i'd leave them a bag of coffee and that's that's the genesis of big shoulders coffee yeah 
Now, I, I have been uh, in the radio business. It'll be 25 years next July, and uh, I have had I, I have had many cups of coffee, uh, all of them mo- mostly terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, radio station coffee is uh, is 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 one is one step above battery acid, but it wakes you up. Um, what is a good cup of coffee? How do you know it's good? How do you develop that palate to know that you're you're serving a, a high quality bean? Well, you know, the, 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 the long-winded answer is that coffee has a lot of, um, oh, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of uh, personal choices that, you know, things that we like. You know, my first sip of coffee was, you know, holding my dad's Folgers in the morning before he dropped me off at school with cream and sugar on it. And I've evolved a little bit beyond that, um, actually quite a bit beyond that. But that's, that's a fine starting point for, for a lot of people. Um, the, but the best cup of coffee is the one that brings people together. So it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, we have really wonderful coffees that, um, that we roast that meet a lot of different price points and a lot of different tastes. So it, it just kind of depends on what your personal preference is. And if you put cream and sugar in it, if you drink it with, um, you know, just with uh, with honey or with oat milk or those sorts of things. Those also influence the, the flavor of the coffee. And then lastly, just talk about uh, your growth story. I mean, this began in Westtown in 2012. Now you have locations on the Gold Coast, the Loop, and in Midway Airport. I mean, above and beyond the awards and honors, I mean, the fact that there is a loyal customer base that shows up into to, to very different, all these different locations, that has to be extremely gratifying as well. It is. So we've really been successful in creating a a really wonderful community of supporters of people that come and get their coffee from us every day. And um, and that's really a testimonial, not just to the coffee. The coffee is important, but really what we've always we've always really kind of been our North Star. We've hung our hung our hats on is this idea of customer service. And just, you know, I think um, uh, specialty coffee, the type of coffee that we are we're in it gets a little bit of a bad rap. You know, people are, you know, people are intimidated by, you know, the, the young, the young person that um, might not give really great customer service. And so we really wanted to kind of change the, change that, that, um, that conversation and um, create something new that was based on, on customer care and customer experience and saying hello and looking people in the eye. And we don't, we don't always get it right, but really that's what we're trying to strive for. And our, our employees, we've just built a really great culture. My wife and I have done a great job um, with, with training and education and creating, um, you know, and hiring and really creating an environment where people care for each other first. And then if we care for each other, we can care for the guests. Award-winning Tim Coonan, founder of Big Shoulders Coffee in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. More than 20 people are hurt, several critically, in a collision involving a CTA Yellow Line train. On the north side, we'll have a live report. The meeting of President Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping yields some initial results. It's Technology Thursday. This is the first holiday season where artificial intelligence will have a significant impact on shopping. Self-driving trucks are moving from a theoretical existence to a to real-world freight operations. WBBM Business, the markets are lower. The Dow is down 106 points. The NASDAQ is down 14. The S&P 500 down 2. 63 degrees right now in Chicago under cloudy skies going up to 67 today. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, a CTA train collision near the Chicago-Evanston border has sent a number of people to hospitals and is causing service disruptions on three CTA lines. Let's get the latest now live from Neil Fiorito in the traffic center. We're Rob, around 1040 this morning. We got word of a train that plowed into snow removal equipment following a reported medical emergency with the driver of the train. The area near Howard and Clark near Evanston remains very active as emergency crews tend to a number of injuries. At this time, CTA yellow and purple line service remain suspended with red line service only running between Thorndale and 95th. Stay with Ridge to avoid Chicago and Clark near Evanston. Get the latest with your traffic on the 8s every 10 minutes. Neil Fiorito, 105.9 WBBM. President Biden and China's President Xi have already already reached some milestones as they take steps to mend the relationship between their countries. After talking to Chinese President Xi Jinping for several hours near San Francisco trying to improve frayed U.S.-Chinese relations, President Biden announced... We're reassuming military-to-military contacts, direct contacts. That's been cut off, and it's been worrisome. That's how accidents happen, misunderstandings. So we're back to direct, open, clear, direct communication. Those communications cut off when the U.S. shot down that Chinese spy balloon that had flown over much of the U.S. mainland. Tom Foti, CBS News, Washington. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are lower today. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Ryan Dietrich, chief market strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha, Nebraska. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. And uh, after a couple of days of sprinting, Ryan, it seems like the markets are taking a little bit of a breather. Yeah, I guess you can't be green every day, Rob. I mean, you know, investors shouldn't be too upset. It's not like we're down a lot today. Like I said, I think it's just catching our breath. I mean, the bottom line, I think it's another one of those years. You tend to see a lot of worry, a lot of fear at the end of October. And historically, November is the best month of the year. I think we talked about that last time I was on, actually. And sure enough, we have had a ripper here in November. And we think, honestly, we can get into some of the reasons. But we think things are still looking pretty good, Rob, for a continuation of this year-end rally. Um, and it's all in all, going to look like a really good year for stocks, I think, when things are said and done this year. 
Over the course of the past two years, as the Fed has hiked up interest rates to quash the inflation that really took off Mm -hmm. at the end of 2021, there was a lot of discussion about the soft landing. Can he pull it off? The uh, history suggested that was really difficult and that eventually the economy would tumble into a recession. But right now, as far as the soft landing is concerned, it sounds like the uh, flight attendant is telling us to uh, power down the laptops and put the seatbelts on. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, Robin, we were in the camp a year ago that we didn't even need a landing. I mean, you know, we were saying there's no recession coming. I mean, there's a soft landing means maybe a little bit of a gentle recession. I'm not even sure we have a gentle recession. And and listen, I don't know if it's Powell truly sticking the landing, so to speak, or maybe it's just the consumer. The consumer truly has just been a star, right? We're still gaining about 200,000 jobs a month. If you look at real wages, that's wages taking out inflation. We're like at all-time high. So things aren't perfect. I don't know here, but honestly, with an employment backdrop like this, Rob, with uh, wages still growing, it's still positive, and the Fed is probably done. I mean, let's put a bow on this. The Fed is likely done hiking. We're seeing some other signs of inflation drastically coming back in shelter and rent prices in the areas that were sticky before. So all in all, the Fed is likely done. It was a headwind before. Maybe it can be a tailwind as we continue to move into next year. We're talking to Ryan Dietrich, chief market strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha. The big question about the rest of the year is, can the markets rally into December 31st? And I guess the the, the multi-trillion dollar question mm-hmm. for investors is, uh, has that rally already been priced in? Yeah, I mean, we've had a, had a pretty big rally, like we said, the last three weeks or so. But, but the truth, again, historically, what tends to happen, remember last year in December, right? We had a bad year. We know that bear market, right? Stocks sold off hard. What you tend to see, Rob, investors need to remember this, whichever way the trend is, that kind of is um, accelerated in December. Because you think about it, big institutions, they want to have things on their books or they don't. So there really could be a chase into the end of the year. It's cliche to say, but there's truly a lot of big institutions and money managers that have missed a lot of this rally this year. So the, 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 um, the desire to kind of chase and continue to buy into the end of the year is real. We've seen it historically, and we wouldn't want to bet against it this time. Um, again, with the economy doing pretty good, the Fed likely on pause, and uh, some real strong momentum coming in as well. Ryan Dietrich, Chief Market Strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha, Nebraska. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Technology Thursday, help in completing your holiday shopping from artificial intelligence. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Technology Thursday. Google has new AI-powered features for holiday shopping. Joining us now at the preview is Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, Professor of Advanced Media in Residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Shelley, thank you for joining us today. Does this mean we have to rewrite the song on the first day of Christmas the AI gave to me? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but I think what Google is doing is pretty interesting. They've uh, put together an experimental tool that allows you to use their BARD AI model and ask questions that I think are kind of Google-ish-y, but um, maybe more natural language, like gifts for a four-year-old who likes science. You could probably type that into the Google search bar and get something good, but here you can now type it into a language model chat client and you know, get a whole bunch of stuff that might be good for your four-year-old kid who likes science. And on top of that, it allows you to bypass, one would hope, uh, a lot of the 
kind of tr- the chum links that you get now that are optimized <laughs> for search engine optimization uh, that, in my opinion, kind of makes Google searches a little more it doesn't have the utility it once did just because all of the all of that uh, stuff is at the top that's not very useful so here's the thing if you were to use chat gpt right now and type in that question and let it search with bing or let it just search uh, with one of the plugins it would do exactly what you described it would just bypass all the nonsense and get you right what you want you could say like make me a table of the 10 best gifts for a kid the google product though is from google so while you're right it would be awesome if they didn't have any advertising or nonsense they make a living when you click on ads so i'm going to guess that even though this experimental version of this doesn't have any ads in it it's going to be just as much Google nonsense. I, I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be because ultimately Google makes a living. They're not a search engine. They never have been. They're an advertising optimization engine, and you are who they're optimizing against. So I don't have high hopes for this from a um, you know not seeing ads <laughs> uh, perspective, but it is going to be an interesting way to interface with Google and probably a different way to surface results. So there, you know, it'll be a different interface, but I, I'm sure it will have just as much advertising nonsense when it becomes a commercial product. We're talking to Shelley Palmer about uh, Google and its AI tool to help you do your holiday shopping. Now, let's let's look at the other side of this. Let's say this is successful. Let's say users uh, find a great deal of utility from uh, getting gift suggestions from Bard. Uh, could this potentially revolutionize e-commerce? I think it's going to have a dramatic impact on e-commerce. You know, one of the most interesting parts about Google is that you can buy your way to heaven. And the same thing with Amazon. Retail media is one of the fastest growing parts of the media business where you as an advertiser or merchant directly advertise on Amazon, directly advertise on a retailer's site. You know, Walmart does it too. They all do it. It's co-op advertising. Here, if you never need to go to the website, what does that do to the advertising and publishing business? So this is going to have a dramatic impact, and it's unclear how it's going to go because consumers, I think, are going to like chat clients. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Whatever your favorite chat client is, go in there and type the thing. Hey, I need a gift for my so-and-so. But it's not going to click on any ads. It's going to just deliver you the results. How are they going to surface those? It's going to be really interesting, and I don't know how it's going to play out, but I do know it's going to be a big change for every business, every publisher, everyone who buys ads, and everyone who sells stuff. And then very quickly, Shelley, above and beyond uh, using the chatbot to give you suggestions, it can also give you some tools on, for example, if you want to buy uh, clothes for your significant other or a friend, uh, it can give you a little bit of augmented reality to let you see how that would look on a person. So, yeah, you know, one of the nice things about these tools is that they're multimodal, meaning that they do pictures, image, you know, images, video, sound. So ultimately, when you ask for something, you're going to be getting multimodal responses. And I think that's going to be amazing. Um, this is just the beginning. We're just unlocking the power of these tools. And as you know, improvements are coming now literally every day. So what, what is like science fiction today is going to be science fact tomorrow. So you know, buckle up. It's going to get crazy. Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, professor of advanced media in residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Debit and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The freight industry undergoing a transformation with the gradual move to self-driving trucks. Joining us to discuss the latest developments is John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv based in Detroit. John, thank you for joining us today. What will the future of self-driving trucks look like? 
Well, you know, it's going to come in small steps. Right now, there are actually autonomous trucks running on the road right now and, and have been for several years. But they have a safety driver in there just because nobody's uh, totally confident of the technology yet. But uh, there are some companies that are saying that we'll see uh, routes being operated more than likely in the southwest, you know, staying away from snow and ice and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it will probably not be a big thing. I mean, we're, you know, autonomous trucks are common all across the country uh, for another decade or or maybe even longer than that. But the, the technology is moving forward. Now, is the appeal of operating a self-driving truck in the Southwest, uh, as you mentioned, it stays away from the ice and snow, it's usually hot and dry, and you're going through some fairly desolate terrain, so maybe the risk of running into another vehicle is relatively low. Exactly. I mean, the the first applications will probably be for long-haul trucking, where they're just out on the freeway, there aren't any crossroads or pedestrians or traffic lights or anything like that because that makes it a, a whole lot easier to do. Um, but, you know, there, there could be, uh, as the technology advances, that we'll see it in more places than just long-haul trucking, you know, for some, a, a number of reasons. Number one, uh, there's a driver shortage. Every trucking company in the country is complaining that they cannot get people. Number two, drivers, are, human drivers, are limited by how many hours they can drive for safety reasons. Well, an autonomous truck is never going to get uh, tired. And in fact, with all the tech that it's got on board, uh, sonar and LIDAR and radar and video cameras and all that, uh, it could well turn out to be a whole lot safer than having a, a human being on board. And, and one other thing, too, is even if you do have a, a human being on board, especially for short haul, especially for uh, route deliveries, it may be possible to have somebody uh, working in the back of the truck, uh, stacking up uh, crates and things like that for the next delivery while the truck drives to wherever they've got to drop it off. So instead of replacing humans in a truck, it may actually end up making them more productive. And then, John, very quickly, uh, is the self-driving truck space keeping an eye on the difficulties that uh, Cruise and Waymo are having with uh, self-driving taxis in San Francisco? Oh, absolutely. In fact, Waymo is uh, one of the companies developing this uh, technology, as is Tesla, I mean, all the big truck companies, you know, Mercedes, for, uh, you know, with their Freightliner uh, brand, uh, Packard, which is uh, on, on the West Coast, they're, they're all looking into this. But you bet they're paying very close attention to any potential problems because they don't want to run into them either, Rob. John McElroy, automotive industry analyst, host of Autoline.tv in Detroit. Thank you for joining us today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.